Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Finding Your Freedom podcast with me, Madeline. I'm so happy to have you guys here. We're going to have one more episode of 2021, but that's going to be a guest episode that's going to be absolutely amazing. And yeah, this is going to be kind of the last solo episode and really just an episode for reflection on this year kind of taking you through my process and my reflection and how I feel for 2022 and hopefully kind of giving you some ideas of what to reflect on from 2021 and hopefully give you some hope for 2022 and to feel good and positive about that. But if you're new to the show, basically this show is all about freeing yourself. Like the title says, it's about finding your personal freedom to free yourself from society's beliefs, your family's beliefs, and really let go of all those things to see who am I authentically at my core and, you know, start to live a life in alignment with that authentic truth and find new types of friendships, new relationships, new jobs, and really align your life with exactly what you desire and what your soul is calling you to do. So that's kind of the idea of this podcast and I share my experience of that with you guys and have shared the beginning of that experience with you guys in the first three episodes of the podcast. I think the first five actually. And yeah, I just have guests come on that help me find more of my freedom and more of my authenticity and that really inspire me. So I'm super happy to have you guys here. If it's your first time listening and you end up absolutely loving this episode or if you've been a long time listener, it would mean so much if you could leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and also leave a written review. Um, if you leave a written review, you can send me a screenshot of that on Instagram and I'll just like send you a sweet little voice message back if that's something that you would be interested in. And then you know, follow the podcast on Spotify and, you know, go and leave a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Yeah, that would mean so much to me. And yeah, I'm excited for today, today's episode and to kind of reflect. And a couple weeks ago, the title of this episode kind of just came to me because it felt so true to what I was feeling of like, holy shit, (laughs) this year I have experienced so much and so many intense things, and this year I've had to let go of a lot, and I've felt a lot of intense hurt, like the episode says, but I genuinely feel like this year everything I let go of was needed, and now with letting go of the things that I've let go of, I feel really good about the person I am stepping into 2022. I feel really good about what's to come now that I've shed things that were really hard to let go of. And yeah, it's of course, like I've said in other episodes, it's a continual process of doing this. So yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today is kind of that continual process and what I've experienced this year and how I kind of feel about next year. But just wanted to give you a little life update and, you know, business update. So as far as business things, I am doing, you know, 30-minute kind of tarot and oracle card readings, which you can book on my website. Those have been really, really fun. I've really been enjoying those a lot, and it's been a really cool thing of stepping um, more into, like, my intuitive gifts with that. So definitely check those out if you're interested Um, if you send me a DM through the end of December, those are going to stay at $33 through December, but you have to DM me to get that price. Um, so yeah, I've been really enjoying those and for January and kind of the new year, I'm going to be restructuring a lot with the podcast and my business and I will be looking to take two new kind of long-term six month or a year coaching clients, but that's going to be kind of more in January. But if you're interested now, as we kind of close out the year, feel free to send me a DM on Instagram. Um, And yeah, we can talk through some things and plan an exploration call or, 
yeah, kind of just whatever feels right for you. So super excited for that. And yeah, I think those those are the main updates. Like I said, I'm really hopeful, like the title says, and I'm really excited for what's to come in 2022. I have a lot of really big and exciting plans for my business and I'm ready to move forward and go all in on all of that. So stay tuned for a lot of new offerings and yeah, I just really can't wait for that. And I'm excited for January to kind of just fine tune some things and kind of move forward. As far as my life, I just got back from one of my friend's weddings and you may be able to hear it in my voice right now, but I am so tired. (laughs) Incredibly tired. Um, I also just wanted to say like starting 2022 too, I'm going to do readings for each full new moon on Instagram. So check those out if you're kind of curious about what the readings are about, you know, the personal readings. But anyway, that wedding, went to Florida, had a good time, very, very tired, in a very reflective mood about a lot of things kind of after that wedding. Um, you know, surrounding relationships and friendships and, you know, friends going on different paths and, you know, different, being at different phases of your life. Um, for me, I very much don't feel ready (laughs) to get married at this point in my life. And my past partner was the first person that I felt like, oh, like, this is why people get married. Like, this is the person I want to marry. Like, I finally kind of got it. But I was never one of those people that grew up, like, I don't know, like, envisioning their wedding, really, or, like, I don't know, being like, I can't wait till that. Like, I I honestly never really understood the institution of marriage pretty much my whole life, which my parents got divorced when I was three, so that could also play a role in that. So yeah, just lots of interesting reflections from that wedding. I'm sure I'll talk about that a little bit in this episode, but those are mainly the updates for me almost a month post-breakup. And, you know, I feel like I get a little bit stronger every day and get a little bit more clarity on things. Um, But to be completely blunt and honest with you guys, it still fucking sucks a lot. Um... And I don't really know when it stops <laughs> sucking a lot. Um, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. And just allowing myself to feel all the emotions that come up with grief of, you know, pain and sadness and bargain- bargaining and anger. And like, I've just really been trying to ride the waves as gracefully as possible and be as kind as lo- and loving as possible that I can be to everyone involved in the situation, even when I feel really angry or I feel really upset. So that's where I'm at right now. So I'll kind of get into more talking about (laughs) the theme of today. I'm hurt and I'm hopeful for 2022. So wow, this year is just so crazy because I feel like this year went by so fast for everyone that I've talked to. Like I can distinctly remember you know, what felt like yet, like literally yesterday and also so long ago at the same time, like being on a train to New York on like the 31st of December 2020 and, you know, being in New York for New Year's and that trip and, you know, two weeks into 2021, I was fired. And in November, I'd kind of realized that this job and especially being in Boston wasn't right for me, but I wasn't prepared to leave yet you know I was making more of a long-term plan um so yeah I think that (laughs) was an interesting start to my year and I talk about this a lot where situations happen in your life and like our defense mechanism is to really want to understand them but I think it's really trusting when very intense situations like this happen where people on the other side that are not you act really outlandish and you can't really make sense of it and that's how I felt when I was fired of this reason is literally made up and fake (laughs) these people just want to get rid of me and 
I've literally never been treated with such like disrespect from an employer in my life. And I've worked in a lot of restaurants um, where people usually aren't that respectful. And I don't think I've ever been treated with such disrespect that I was at this Harvard affiliated hospital. And another, (laughs) another theme of this year is finding my voice and speaking out about institutions that try to keep people quiet. So I will mention them and continue to mention them in the crazy way that they treated me. But anyway, I had that happen to start the year. And, you know, I really went through a cycle of grief with that experience, kind of like what I'm going through now with my breakup of, I don't know, I guess the cycle of that kind of happened because my boss convinced me that all the past people that I had worked with hated me and all these things. So it was just this cycle of questioning of like my whole reality changed in a second. And these people that I've spent almost a year with, I probably will never hear from them again. They hated me. And this is, this reality is like, this is done. And it was like just rapidly ripped away from my life. And I think I did find a sense of purpose in that. And I was hopeful that I would get unemployment so it didn't feel, you know, it didn't feel as scary financially and it honestly kind of felt like some sort of blessing in disguise because I would have money while I was applying for jobs and I would just have like a little bit of time to kind of relax before kind of all of this happened, I guess. Um Yeah, like I would have just some time to kind of like process this and to not be rushed as far as like finding a new job and be stressed about money, but it clearly ended up to not be that way. And (laughs) even talking about this now, part of me is like, damn it, universe, like I should have gotten some money for this because the whole situation is like so obscene and I'm like proud of myself and the progress that I've made with grieving this and letting go of this leaving my life. But it was a very intense situation that was hard to to let go of and not be very emotionally triggered from it because, you know, then I find out I'm probably not going to get unemployment and 20 weeks into this whole process, I find out that I don't get unemployment and, you know, I'm hurt by like the way I was treated by these people, but I'm also hurt by the fact that these people I feel like don't give a flying fuck about me and you know these people that have money and privilege and all of these things you know they really left me like high and dry and my you know my savings was completely gone I went into like 10 grand of credit card debt and there was just a ton of fear and grief with that because I had built that to have a sense of security and a sense of control in my life and this year really forced me to ask for help from my friends and ask for help from my family which I had not been comfortable doing for three years. I've been really um, really not speaking to my family very much um so it really forced it really forced me to do that it really forced me to be super vulnerable it really forced me to let go of my attachments of all the things that gave me security and to figure out like hey can I when I feel like I've lost everything like can I be okay like when I feel like I may be homeless like can I be okay which was such an intense process and I mean, it was, you know, horrible to go through in the moment, but there's some sort of inner strength and inner power that comes from feeling like you lose everything or especially in terms of financial security, you lose everything in that sense. And to realize like, hey, I can still access joy and love in this moment. And to realize too, the work you've done on yourself and the friends you've cultivated and the people that want to be there and help you in those moments is so powerful So yeah, that was a really intense start to the year and I felt really hurt by that 
and I felt some kind of hurt, hurt, maybe hurt pride or something in a way, like having to come back to the Outer Banks. Some part of that felt like it hurt as well and was, you know, a consequence of being fired. Consequence in quotes, like whatever you want to call it. So I had to, you know, go back home and there was some family stuff that got triggered that was hard and hurtful and, you know, I had to go back into the service industry, which to a degree also like hurt my pride. Um, But I think the two biggest parts of this year that were really my biggest teachers as far as the hurt piece was getting fired and then being broken up with a couple weeks ago. And I just want to say, like, from the first, I'm going to go more into this in a little bit, but from the kind of first experience I had of getting fired and everything, that experience, like, I don't think, I don't think I would have fully let go of research if it wasn't as, like, catastrophic and intense as it was. If this professor hadn't tried to, like, block me out of research And like literally kind of blackmail me. And if, you know, if I wouldn't have been as fired in a shitty way as possible, like I think it needed to be this extreme for me to be redirected to do my own business. And, you know, I was stubborn for like nine, like eight months of the year, still trying to go back into research for a couple months and then trying to switch careers. And the universe was just like, no, no, no. And slamming the door in my face. So I think the hardship of that part of the year really aligned me with the truth of what I'm meant to be doing, which is being an entrepreneur and making money off this podcast and helping people and spreading like spirituality and, you know, relational psychology and neuroscience and all of these things to help us find health and healing within ourselves. So that was kind of the first thing of this year of getting fired, coming back home and the experience of that and financial hurt and pride hurt and ego hurt and all those things. And then, and then I fell in love, which I'd been doing work on finding kind of a long-term partner, but was not at all expecting to find that person in my hometown And yeah, I fell in love. And if you guys have listened to recent episodes, I'm sure you guys have heard about it. And I haven't really talked much about the breakup on this podcast yet. And I think this is kind of the first one where I'm going to talk some about it. But I definitely will talk about it more because I'm not sure exactly how much detail I feel fully comfortable into going into because it's only been four weeks so far. But Basically, I I fell in love and it definitely wasn't expected and I just met someone and was met by a partner in ways that I just like didn't even think were possible of I felt so loved and valued for my soul and so much beyond my physical body when I'd always been like kind of sexualized by my physical body and that was so healing and meant so much for me to feel like someone was with me just for like my soul and kind of from that just the little pieces of our relationship and like these little similarities we had I was like I never thought I could have a partner that felt so much like my best friend and also had like really amazing like sexual chemistry with as well and at the end of the day just loved spending time with this person and had so many similarities and just really just wanted to be together all the time and you know it was the first time I've ever I've said I love you to people but I don't think I've ever been like in love like this person was definitely was definitely my first love and we kind of talked and hung out for a month or two and had met before and then We'd been, you know, kind of dating for a month and the first month of our relationship was just like complete, not that things didn't come up because things come up in relationships and we communicated them and everything, but it, it really was just like complete bliss for me and I think for him too of just like 
so much love and so much appreciation for each other and both just feeling so freaking lucky that we found each other um and that we allowed each other to be really our true and most authentic selves and then I started this therapy for sexual trauma and it kind of had an effect that I wasn't expecting of not making me shut off sexually but actually triggering kind of core abandonment wounds and making me kind of act a little like anxious attachment e and me not kind of like warning my partner about that and then him kind of pulling away and this kind of cascade effect of on our one month anniversary him being like I don't want to move to where we had decided to move I'm not sure about it anymore and I was like you know at the time like that's frustrating but you know we can work with that (laughs) and then him being like and I just need more space and like I don't think you should stay the night tonight I'm like really are you fucking kidding me on our anniversary and then like him just being like I just need a lot of alone time right now for the point I'm at in my life blah 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 and that basically leading into me my heart bringing up this really intense question that I was like I have to ask this or this is gonna fucking eat at me um so I asked so I asked him like are you in a place right now do you think you're in a place right now to be in a relationship and he said I don't know because I I think he was further along than any other guy that I'd been with in kind of his spiritual journey and his awakening but not at this kind of the same level as me and you know I'd been thinking about that the first month of like will I outgrow this person or you know like is this okay like is it okay for him to still have this work on himself and be in a relationship and in the first month I felt like yes like I felt like he had done enough work and we could work through the other things together in relationship um but that was really hard to hear and we took like five days of space and you know it's really hard when you're (laughs) first dating someone and you're used to a good night text and a good morning text and texting all throughout the day and seeing each other you know like five times a week or four times a week or like whatever it is to take five days of space with no contact thinking like is this person gonna leave me especially with my like abandonment wounds and these really intense feelings of anxiety and fear had been triggered in me. So that was kind of the start of it. And we were able to work through that and me be like, don't end this until you go to therapy because I don't know if this is truly you not being ready or if this is fear or you not thinking you're good enough for me or self-worth stuff or like like I don't know if this is fully your intuition right now and like I think you should go to therapy to figure that out before you end this because I think a connection like this is really rare and doesn't come along often and like I like want to fight for this and you know that first month we had made a plan to move somewhere together and you know he had said things like you're the person I want to marry and we had talked about kids things that I never talked about with a past partner um we'd already said like I love you and it was kind of just repeated and assumed like you're the person I want to marry so to go from that you know a month of that to I need space and I don't know if I can do this and all those things was really really hard um But we had that conversation and he agreed to start therapy and that we weren't going to end things until we knew what this really was for him. And then, you know, of course, I started, I proceeded with a little bit of caution moving forward of, you know, I'm going to not talk about the future as much. I'm going to make other plans for where I need to move and make them a little bit separate from him, his, and just check in with myself a little bit more. But then we just started, so we did that and he started again to to talk about the future again, Um, was applying for music school and asked me to move to Spain with him next year, which was very confusing to me. Um, But of course I wanted to do that and do that with someone that I was in love with and I wanted to believe that that meant he 
was okay now. So our relationship just got really good again and felt really good. And then it would just take a dip again where I wouldn't hear from him for a day. And then when we would talk, it would be like, sorry, I had a bad day. And it's like, you need to tell me that in the day. Or it would be like, I'm just too much of a burden. We can't be together or things like that. And me just feeling like I was on this roller coaster ride of when he was happy in a good mood, I was the love of his life. And when he when he was feeling sad or down, I just wouldn't hear from him. And, you know, it got to a point where I noticed the, the pattern kind of changed and had some questions about his mental health and, you know, the potential for different mental health questions. And it got to a point where the cycle had continued enough of up and down and up and down that I was like, I can't, you know, I can't do this whatever roller coaster ride we've been doing. Um, and I just genuinely haven't felt, I haven't felt like appreciated or loved or like you feel lucky to be with me in a long time. And there would be glimmers of these really good moments in there. And then him like going back down to the sad moments and then like all of these things. But I was still hopeful throughout the month that like he would go to therapy or we could, and we could figure this out. And this kind of continued for the next month. And then, I don't know if I planned on telling this much detail of the story, but this is part of my my hurtness. Um, But then into November, he was sick and then I guess feeling depressed again. And I came over and helped kind of take care of him. And it kind of just... I was kind of just like sitting with him and he was saying things of like, I just don't know if I'm in a place to like be in this relationship and I just feel like I don't know how much I have to give right now and all those things that I had heard before and I got really scared and I was like, well, tell me that you'll do whatever it takes to to make this work and work past those beliefs and he wasn't able to say that, you know, he wasn't able He was kind of like, I don't know if it's something that we can work past. And like that was that was the moment when my heart just like broke in two. Um, And I mean, I said that I was like, you're breaking my heart. Like you've broke my heart. And I just like started bawling and I was like, the writing's on the wall. And that night, like, I just, like, can't even forget that night because up until then I had still had so much hope and then I regained hope again and then it got shattered, but I had had so much hope until that night and the next two days were so hard of, like, well, I want to see him again. I feel like I'm just about to get broken up with, like, what the hell is happening? And then I saw him again. He was too sick to have a conversation. Then I saw him again and he was you know, back to normal, happy, happy boyfriend and was like, basically, we were basically talking about like, hey, like, let's move forward in this relationship a different way. If you need more space, let's hang out a little bit less. Let's pump the brakes. Like we've been moving pretty fast and serious. And I get it because that's how we feel, but let's pump the brakes. And I suggested two weeks of space so we could get clarity on what we were feeling and he agreed, but he was like, I love you so much. Like, I don't want to end this. Like, I want to do whatever it takes to make this work. Um, so I felt really good going into those two weeks of space. I felt like the worst case scenario of this would be, you know, like a two month break or a three month break. Like, that's what I felt like, honestly, we probably needed because it felt like this, it felt like in that moment, like this is the person I'm supposed to marry this is the person I'm supposed to build a life with. Like we can take a break for a little bit, but it's always, it's always going to be him. And I'm not like, I don't want to let go of this forever. Even if right now we need some space for this to be healthy, because like, I know that this is my person. And those two weeks were so hard, just like sitting with like, this, this sucks. And like, us like kind of still seeing each other and kind of communicating like seeing him at work and but like not really and 
So yeah, it was really hard and and it was interesting because the first week I could tell I don't know, he was feeling positive, he was feeling still really invested in me. Like I felt a lot of love and affection there and then the second week I kind of just felt a shift of not hearing from him at all and being kind of like rude and I don't know if rude is the right word but inconsiderate to me in a certain respect um but it was still like nice enough that I was like I think it's okay but I started to feel like what's going on but the whole time I felt like worst case scenario we're going on a break for a couple months and I had kind of started to feel like that was right for me but I the idea of a breakup was never something that I felt like was even a possibility like it crossed my mind when I felt very fearful but like my rational mind was like there's no way you know like it just rationally to me didn't make sense that that would be what the conclusion would be when this person had been telling me you know I'm in love with you I want to marry you I want to move to Spain with you next year spend the holidays with my family like had been making all these long-term commitments and promises to me like the idea of a solid breakup didn't even compute or at all make sense to me so yeah I think I think that wasn't even a possibility I saw so when our two weeks of space were up and I finally went and had a conversation with my with my ex-boyfriend and he ended it in a way that was like, I'm still in love with you and I don't want to be with anyone else, but like, I need to be alone and focus on myself and focus on my self-worth. I think it was just a really big shock, but it was also a point I had gotten to of, I'm not arguing, I'm not trying to convince, I'm not, you know, like, I'm not doing that anymore. Like, he sounds sure of his decision and like, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna be done. And it was like a weirdly amicable breakup um but kind of what followed from that was really really freaking hard and it's been really hard to heal and 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 try I don't even know what letting go fucking means anymore and try and let go of it when it's a person that you saw and were promised such a a long-term future with I think that's been the hardest part of letting go of not even just the time we had together but all the future things that had been kind of implanted in my mind and all these future experiences that I hope to share with this person um and I guess something I want to say now just because this has been something that's come up for me in this experience is that a lot of people have a lot of opinions about breakups and I just want to say like whatever situation you are in with you and your partner like is unique and not every breakup is like it was a super super toxic relationship or they cheated on me or all these things and I I do think looking back on the relationship I don't I I like am very iffy about using the word toxic unless there's like manipulation or gaslighting and I don't feel like that's what the experience I had was I feel like there was emotional withholding and shutting down which was extremely problematic and behavior that was hot and cold which was problematic um but I just want to say like not every relationship is a toxic one that ends and not every relationship ends because of cheating or that that person sucks like sometimes people just really fucking love each other and it ends and I think those are some of the hardest relationships to kind of heal from and get over because those aren't really the things that we've been modeled and there's just not a lot of resources and there's not a lot of people telling those stories of we were deeply in love and didn't want to be with anyone else but one of us felt like they couldn't be 110 percent in it because of their own shit that that they haven't healed honestly and that story doesn't get told a lot so I just want to say if you're going through that you know talk to your trusted people that will be understanding of that difference and if you're around people that are just telling you to let it go and move on like 
that's not really helpful for you right now. And I just want to say too that paths and trajectories and relationships, I feel like they aren't often talked about that much. And I've learned so much from this experience of talking to friends of so many of the friends I know and so many even relationships I look up to, they broke up at some point, you know? So like the trajectory is winding and wobbly and you never know. Like just because something is right to end in this moment or just because something ends in this moment, you never know what will come back together. And I think the best advice that I've kind of seen in this is like as far as if you should get back together with your ex is only getting back together with your ex when the problems that broke up your relationship have been healed and solved. And that's where I'm at and what I'm sticking to. And this whole process has brought me back even more to, I'm going to (laughs) cry, how much of an amazing person I am and what I deserve and love. And I hope from you hearing this and hearing my story, you'll be able, if you're going through a breakup, which I know so many people are right now, that it will help remind you of all that you're deserving of. And something else I've also really been dealing with in this relationship is I think we spend so much time asking, why didn't he choose me? Or why didn't whoever choose me? And like, I think you just have to really realize if you're an amazing, loving partner who's has an amazing purpose and a great life and a great group of friends and you're looking fire you got some cute out like whatever it is that like people walking away from you is no indication of your worth and really if people walk away from you and this amazing loving relationship that you have that's really their own shit and their own fears and their own traumas or it just wasn't right it wasn't meant to be and something that's been so healing for me is that being in a relationship with someone that's not a hundred and ten percent invested in you is a disservice to you so if someone ending a relationship with you when they are not a hundred and ten percent invested that's doing you a favor because you deserve to be with someone that's 110% invested in you. And although like at the time that it happened, (laughs) being broken up didn't feel like a favor. I think of it as one now because I know I deserve so much more than to be in a relationship with someone that's choosing me like 60% of the time. And I know you do as well. And yeah, I guess just the weeks kind of following the breakup, it's, I guess it's been all the typical things you talk about. And honestly, I've had like a blind spot in this area of intimacy and breakups and relationships. And I I feel like a more compassionate and understanding person from this and even from the financial pain that I experienced this year too of, you know, I experienced the pain of the first couple of days post breakup of not sleeping and starting to bawl as soon as you wake up in the morning because you remember the reality of that person being gone from your life and not being able to get out of bed for a week. Like I I felt that and this feeling of this pain is going to kill me. Like I don't know how I'm going to wake up with this level of pain in my heart every day. And it's it's been so interesting because each each day and really each week I've seen such a difference in myself each week of day by day little by little I gain more clarity I gain more understanding I gain more self-compassion and I think the idea of letting go of someone is kind of a myth like I think you kind of just learn to move forward with the pain and the lessons of the experience in your heart and I feel like that's where I'm at now where in the beginning I was like how am I going to move forward with this much pain in my heart every day and 
you know, the pain feels a little less, a little less heavy, but it's still there. It's still there every day. Um, and I think I'm in a place now where I'm just, I'm just okay with it. And I made a choice like a week after the breakup of, I'm making a choice. Of course, I can still be sad and feeling whatever I'm feeling, but I'm making a choice to no longer suffer in a way where he needs to see how much I'm suffering. Like I'm no longer suffering because I deserve to be happy. I'm not going to like, I'm not going to force myself to suffer longer. Like I can be sad and feel however I feel, but I'm not suffering anymore because I love myself too much to let myself suffer through this. And I think that is one of those really, really powerful moments where you regain your strength and power. And there's been so many empowering moments throughout this whole breakup of re-figuring out my, my own stuff and who I am and, you know, getting shitty advice and realizing, no, that's not true for me. And letting whatever intuitively feels good and true for me right now to just be my truth, to not have to do what everyone would tell me to do of let go of him forever. If that doesn't feel right for you, like do like literally in this phase, it's kind of just like getting through it day by day and just learning more about yourself along the journey and the process and that realization about wanting someone to be 110% with you was also huge for me and just having some compassion for my my past partner and you know I think his reasons were also tainted by by fear and self-doubt and not feeling deserving of my love Um, but I think at the end of the day he trust he spoke his truth and his intuition and both of us were liberated from this thing that was starting to not work anymore and starting to just cause a lot more pain than joy and love in our lives. And, you know, I think there's so much time where you spend wishing, like, I wish this was different or I wish this person was ready or I wish... I wish things were different, which this is turning out to be literally the longest um, (laughs) solo episode ever, which I'm good with. Um, But yeah, we just, we spend so much time wishing for people to be ready when they're not ready yet and wishing away the reality of right now. And a big part of my healing too has been acceptance of you know what this month december 2021 me and this person are not meant to be together and that's my truth and that's that's it that's that's it for right now that this is the best case scenario for right now in this moment we're not meant to be together and taking steps every day from that place seeking so much support from my friends and taking care of myself the best i can um and now I'm at a point where I'm four weeks out from the breakup and I've had a lot of I've had a lot of good moments of clarity and of feeling like I'm moving forward in some sort of good way and feeling hopeful for the future and you know, having to sit with the fact that this relationship really has changed me a lot and I think I think one of the biggest ways this relationship has changed me and a way that I resisted at the beginning of this breakup was that now I'm I'm no longer interested in casual dating or casual sex. Like I want the real thing. I want a long-term committed partner and of course the only person I can see that with or want that with right now is my past partner because I've never had that with anyone else. But it it changed me in a way where if I hadn't had this relationship, I'd be prepared to move to a new city and get on the dating apps and go have some fun and all these things. And, you know, I just don't want that anymore. Like I want my person 
I want commitment. I want a relationship that will lead to a marriage and a long-term commitment. And that was not at all something I thought about or wanted before. And I think all of this and this whole year and everything has been so crazy. And there's been a lot of hurt and a lot of pain and a lot of letting go and a lot of intense change. But at the end of the day, this year has forced me to grow so much and aligned me so much more with my truth of I need to invest fully in my business and I'm calling in like a long-term partner like I'm calling in the one and that's all I want you know I want to be a millionaire with my business and I want a divine spiritual devoted monogamous love and I I never I never knew that those would be the things that I wanted and that I would be the sure of this this year and now and I feel in a place where I have so much clarity about who I am and I'm so proud of the woman that I am and I'm so proud of what I desire and that I want that this year has given me so much clarity and I feel a lot of hope for next year and finding the person that's willing to accept all the love I give and really moving forward with my business and my purpose and having abundance in my life in terms of love and my living situation and money and I I just feel such a good and hopeful energy for this year so I hope this episode has inspired you and makes you feel hopeful for this next year because I know my story is not completely unique. I know a lot of people this year have changed in profound ways and had to give up old identities and old jobs and money and relationships that didn't serve them any longer. And I just want to say that I'm so proud of you for being here and doing the work and have so much love for you for you being here and me being able to share my story and my tears and my intimate moments and I definitely plan to talk about this in the breakup more and I plan to have a full episode in January where I kind of discuss my intentions for the year and um, kind of rituals with like ritual candles and different things that I do to start out the new year so I'm really excited about that for you guys but thank you so much for listening Um, to me being hurt and how the hurt is alchemizing into being hopeful for next year and calling in the partner I want, the business I want, the clients I want, the new home I'm living in I want. I feel very magnetic and abundant and really excited for next year, even though I am caring, you know, the grief of this breakup and the grief of this experience of being fired um so to end out this very long solo episode i just wanted to read you one poem that i've written about the breakup i have two really two poems that i'm really proud of but i'm just gonna read this one for now And yeah, stay tuned next year for my first poetry book and I will post more of the poems from the second one about love. So this is the first poem that I'm going to end out on and it's called Ready. Why couldn't you be ready for me? Why did you make me believe that you were? To have that belief, that stability, that security ripped away from me. Why couldn't you be ready for me? Why couldn't you heal for me? Why couldn't you choose me? Instead, you used and abused me. And now, I don't even know who I am anymore, except someone who wants a partner more and more. Someone who tasted what it felt like to be held by another, understood on a soul level by another, what it felt like to have a best friend and a hot-as-fuck lover. How do you expect me to be ready to move on when I met a soulmate? How? And now that's gone. Now my friends say, just move on. Fuck that. I just wish you were ready. 
because baby, I'm not ready to let go of the connection we formed in my soul. How can your own healing be more important than our love, than a love that would move mountains for each other? How can your own pain be more important than love? How can your pain trump it all when you had a love that would give you the world? But maybe you weren't ready for the world or my world. I just wish you were ready. I begged God to make you ready, but you weren't. And now, I can't be ready to move on without you when we didn't even try to see this thing through and a piece of my soul still lives in you. But I guess that's why they called them soulmates. I wish you were ready. And my heart breaks that I was left high and dry while you had to find what ready meant for you when you promised me ready day one. Don't play with my heart if you aren't ready. All right. Thank you so much, guys. I hope you enjoy the episode. And I'm so, so, so incredibly grateful for you. All the love going into the holidays. I know this time can be crazy and tough. So I love you guys so much and sending you an abundance of love this year. Bye.